Join us online as we stream. You can catch any of our services on Facebook, YouTube, or at www.rdci.info. We might not be able to gather in the building, but you can still get to church. Stream on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Wednesdays at 12 noon and 7 p.m. And ladies, catch Women's Bible Study on Facebook, Fridays at 12 noon. for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is Hearing God's Voice by Bishop Herbert Bailey. All right. So we have been teaching. This is part three, I believe. This is part three of us teaching on hearing God's voice. And I think more than ever, we need to hear God's voice. And so what we're talking about is that the fact that God is always talking, but we're not always hearing. And we're not always listening. So let's go back to our foundational scripture here, coming from where we have First Samuel, I believe, right? First Samuel, third chapter. Here we at? Here we go. First Samuel three, starting at verse four, and it says, "The Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I.' And he ran unto Eli, and said, Here am I, for thou calleth me." And he said, I call thee not. Eli said, no, Samuel, I did not call you. Go lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again. Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here am I. For thou didst call. And he answered, I called not. Lie down, my son. And lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know. This is so important. Verse 7. God is calling him. God is speaking to him twice. But Samuel did not yet know the Lord. So to know the Lord is to know his voice. To know the voice is to know the Lord. If you know the, if you know the Lord, you know his voice. A lot of people think that they know the Lord because they know scripture. But you don't know his voice. And so he didn't really know God's voice. It says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived. Yeah, I remember. See, you got to know the context. Context is that Eli's ears and eyes are dim. He's not really hearing God anymore. He's not really having an intimate relationship with God. He now has a religious experience with God, talking about what God used to do and what he used to do and used to say based upon tradition. But he's not having a 
current, active, interactive intimacy with the Lord. And so now he says, Eli says, I perceive that the Lord called you, child. Therefore, Eli said to Eli, go lie down and it shall be. Now, this time when he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood. Wow. This time when he said, speak, now the Lord came and stood. Now the Lord came and stood. Once he said, Lord, speak. Now God said, now I'm going to have your attention. Now he came to where he was and stood. He wasn't calling him from a distance. Right before him. Now he's right before him. He came and he stood and called his other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for thy servant heareth. Mm. And the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. And mm. what we go on to know about Samuel, once wow. he started hearing God, he never missed God. Yeah. Yeah. Once he started hearing God, he never missed God because the Bible says, wow. you know, the, as the prophet, the prophet, God would speak to the prophet and the prophet speaks to the people. And the Bible says wow. that not one word that Samuel ever spoke fell to the ground. Right. That means he didn't miss God. When, it, when God spoke and he spoke, you can know if he said God said it, God said it. Mm. Because not one word that he ever said wow. fell to the ground. Now, it didn't start off this way. Right. But he had to grow into knowing and hearing and discerning the voice of God. And so as we've been saying, I believe God's always speaking to us. Uh-huh. The problem we are, we're not always listening because sometimes we're so busy. We're listening to everybody else. We're listening to the news. We're listening to our own voices. We, we still got a, you know, we, we still got a mom on our head. We still got, we, we, we got our boss on our head. We got everything in our head and everything That's in true. our ears except what the Lord is saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the Bible says in First Corinthians fourteen four and ten that there are many voices right. in the earth, and so out of all the voices and all the languages, we need to know the voice of God. So we start giving you some steps to how to know the voice of God. Number one, we said you need to get, find your teacher. That's your pastor, the one that God wants to, you to to uh, to be under, so you can be taught the Word of God. I, we were listening to a a a, a uh, something on YouTube, someone teaching. And he said, um, you know, the Bible said, how shall they hear without a teacher? Mm -hmm. The Bible also, all your children shall be taught of the Lord. Right. And all the, oh, okay, I I remember what it, I think it was Philippi, he was saying, where Paul says, the things that you have heard Mm -hmm. and learned and received from me do, Mm -hmm. and the God of peace will be with you. The things that you've seen Mm -hmm. and heard Mm -hmm. and learned, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how do you learn? How can you learn from me right. unless you're taught by right, me? Right, right. So Paul said, if you would just take the things that I'm teaching you, yeah. take my life example, uh-huh. take and, and take the things that I've taught you and do them, the God of peace will be with you. Right. You know, it is so important to have ministry examples or life examples or mentors who have experience with God and success and I don't just mean financial material success, right, right, right. but experience with God that you can see that they've heard God, obeyed God, and their life has fruit from it. With why the Bible said, uh, uh, follow those who, who have received, the, who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. So, you know, which was, I think I said this, uh, what, did I say it last week? I'm seeing, I'm seeing people 
you know, I don't mean any harm, and this really, just, just, y'all just need to know, somebody 20 years old, you know, 25 years old, you, you sit in a couple classes, you get a certificate in life coaching. Can I tell y'all, when I was 25, I couldn't coach, I, I couldn't coach nobody in life. Now I could, I, I could tell you what the word says. Right. I, you know, I can tell you what the word says, but in terms of having enough life experience to say how you do marriage or how you raise children, which is why, which why some things you heard me say, I said early on regarding raising children mm. that I had to go back and say, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> okay. You know, I had told, you know, I said, I remember when we started ministry, I said, whatever you hear your kids say is because they heard you say it. Not so. Until I, till the school told us that my child said some stuff, and I knew he didn't learn that from us. Mm-mm. Now he may have learned it from Aunt Dottie. Uh, yeah, but Aunt Dottie's not. She wasn't even around, right? So he didn't, he, he didn't learn it from us. And so, you know, in order to even coach someone in life, you got to have some life under your belt. Right, right. Okay, got follow who through faith and patience. So we said number one, mm-hmm. you need to find find your teacher. How can you heal without a teacher? How can he preach except he be sent? Number two, uh, follow to know God's voice. We spent a lot of time on this last week. That's based upon John, John 10, 27, where Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. This, this gives the picture of relationship. Right. This gives the picture of regularly hearing, knowing, and discerning God's voice. Right. He said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. Right. And they follow me. Yeah. 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 It's just, this is, this is, it's comfort when you know you know the voice of God. It's comfort when you know God's speaking to you. And when you know, as David said in Psalms 120, Psalms 23, that he's your shepherd. Mm-hmm. So he'll cause you not to want. He's going to cause you to lie down in green pastures. He's going to lead you beside still waters. He'll restore your soul. Mm-hmm. He'll lead you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even... If you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you have no fear because you know he's with you. His rod and his staff, they comfort you. That comes from knowing right. God, knowing his voice and, and, and having safety and security and knowing that he's not going to lead you off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Going to lead you in paths of righteousness. So we say, God, how will he lead you? We spent some time in this last week. He'll lead you step by step. So many times, God, when you start following and hearing God's voice, he's not going to lay everything out to you all at one time. He's going to lead you step by step, sometimes mile by mile. Yeah, I was, I'm chuckling because I'm laughing because I remember early on, you know, and being led by the spirit of God and following his voice and learning to know his voice. Remember, I don't know if you even remember when I first came to the Lord, I was always asking you the details how come, you know, we always get the headlines. And I wanted to know the details of, okay, if God's going to send us here, what's going to happen in between here and there? You know, and he's like, and I was, it was such a hard and challenging thing for me to wrap my brain around because I'm a planner. I think planning, And most women are. Most, most, yeah. most women, brothers, you need to say, they want to find print. I, my God. But I never he got said, we're going to make it, we're going to be all right. <laughs> How? And, and never found out how until we kept walking with God, you know, and uh, I wanted not to, I wanted to stop at the first step and say, okay, God, I'm here, so what's next? But until I kept walking with him, trusting him, that's when trust comes in, yeah. you know, I trust God, I trust what you have said, 
and I trust you have nothing but good for me. Now, that was all a process. Yeah, yeah. I had to remind myself uh, You know, that. we walk by faith. Yeah. Not by faith. And we walk. We don't run. Mm-hmm. You know, you or can't fly. leap or fly. You walk. Yes. And how do you walk? You walk step, step by, by step. step. Skipping is not walking. Skipping is skipping. Mm. I had no idea all that time. I'm just, it's just clicking with me that that whole process of walking step by step is getting you to this, to learn his voice. Yeah. You know, it's like he's, he's building something within you, that capacity to discern. And I believe it's also to cause us to learn to trust him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got you. Just, right. just keep following. Right. Just, just walk with me. I right. got you. I know. I know you don't see, see everything. I know you don't have all the right. answers. But and and you're, what we need to understand, even though we're trying to figure it out as we go, God right. is never trying to figure it out as we go. Right. He already has a plan for our lives. Okay. He already has a plan. We were laughing. I don't know why this has come up several times, but you know when we. Uh, when we were renovating our first building down there, uh, you know, down at 3801 River Drive. And I had, had a, and had a bro- brothers who were helping me. And then uh, uh, we met some other pastors. And then the other pastors heard about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And these other pastors at that time, mm-hmm. they even came. They wanted to help me get our building together, what we're doing here. And uh, there was only one problem. It was all in my head. <laughs> so... I had, wow. yeah. we would have sheetrock, we would have, and so <laughs> I remember one of our, one of our, our former head of us, he was going to be with the Lord, Brother Harriet. Brother Harriet, uh, he said, uh, Pastor, it might be good for you maybe for, to sketch something out. You know, if you sketch some, when you go to Lowe's or Home Depot, <laughs> go get some more sheetrock, we don't just have to sit around here twiddling our thumbs, okay? Now, it was all in my head. It was, in, it was all in my head. And as long as I was there in their presence, it was okay. Can I tell you, it's all in God's head what he's going to do with you. We just got to stay in his presence. And, look, we, and I know we don't know what the next move is going to be. We don't know how he's going to do it. But God said, just stay with me and trust I'm going to lead you in paths of righteousness for my name's sake. All right? Let, let's, let's move on here today because the next part, if we're going to really learn to discern and hear God's voice, you have to spend time in his presence. Now, I got a lot of scripture I want to go over, uh, and we, well, we're going to take our time, which means we may be on this point for a while here. Okay. okay? But we have to learn to spend time in his presence. That's how you establish relationship. Okay? Um, you know, sometimes people... Uh, you know, they, they, they start off over, you know, this happened a lot of time when you first go to college and stuff. Uh-huh. Got a girlfriend before you go to college. Uh-huh. Got a boyfriend before you go to college. Then you go halfway around the country to go to college. Uh-huh. But when you go to college halfway around the country, your girlfriend ain't there. Uh-huh. Your boyfriend ain't there. Uh-huh. But who is here is Shaquita. Somebody else. It's Fuquan, and they right here on campus. Okay. Accessible. Okay. And so everybody can't do long distance relationships. Some of us, we're trying to do this long distance relationship with the Lord. And it ain't working because you're not in his presence enough. And, and you know, sometimes a long, a long distance, be careful. Because during this time where mm. our churches aren't open, having the services as we would regularly, oh, you can good. just get a long distance relationship with the Lord. 
Yeah, okay? so easy. Huh? And your long distance is whenever you tune into YouTube. Whenever. Whenever you go back and watch the replay on Facebook. Mm. Okay? And then, and, then with, and then I'm checking with people, honey, and, and I'm asking as I'm talking to members and seeing members, you, you, know, we, you know, I'm always recognizing people's eyes. You do. We, we, we're in the store. Everybody got masks on it, but I can look at it. I know my, I know my sheep. And I know, I know the, go, the ghost too. I recognize them by the eyes. And I call out to them, hey. And they'll look at it. Oh, hey, Bishop. How you doing? Then we get to talk and sometimes say, you've been streaming? Um, well, uh. I'm like, really? Now, I, I gave you a pass about coming to church. Because that, that's always structured times. 7.30, 10.30. Okay? But you can't stream. And then you can't even go back and watch. Are you that busy? And for some of us, the truth of them, and just because you stream, just because you come to church, still don't mean you have a relationship with the Lord. But I'm, can I tell you, your relationship with the Lord is not going to be enhanced or strengthened by you, by you not being under the word right. and staying connected with the, with the brook that God told you to drink from. Amen. Amen. And staying connected to your man and your woman of God. You have to spend time in his presence. Mm. That's how relationship is established. Right. That's how intimacy is built. By, by spending time in his presence. So when we talk about spending time in his presence, we're talking about meditating. Mm. Meditating on his word. Meditating on him. Thinking of his goodness. We're talking about waiting on the Lord. Waiting in his presence. Sometimes waiting in his presence simply means, as I think about waiting in his presence, think about the scripture that we, we went over last week, and that was from Exodus, we ended with Exodus 24, 12 through 16, where God tells Moses, come into the mountain and be there. And be there. And be there. And be there. And then he said, he said, and, he said, and I'm going to give you tablets, tables of stone. But he did not tell him how long he was going to be there before he was going to give him the tables of stone. And then, I don't believe it, it wasn't until the sixth day. So after being there six days, then God spoke. In the meantime, he had to just wait in his presence. Yep. Or how about this? Sometimes just waiting in that place of obedience. Sometimes you don't even feel like you're in his presence. But I know I'm in obedience. Right. Because right. he told me to be here. Right. I'm not feeling anything. I'm not feeling any, 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 you know, any, any tingles. I'm not feeling anything running down up and down my spine. But I know I'm where God told me to be. Yeah. I know I'm doing what he told me to do. And so sometimes waiting in his, that's so good. Waiting in his presence is not, is not necessarily a feeling. Mm-mm, mm-mm. This is so good because sometimes for those of us, you know, you know, go to church and, and you're under the word. And many of us during this time, because you're not under the word as much as you used to be as far as coming in the house, you are, might find gaps in your tingling, <laughs> gaps in your and feeling excited. And, and you think, oh, well, I need to go tune into somebody else to re- recreate this tingle. Mm. But what God's trying to get you to a place of developing a discipline and waiting on him. That's why sometimes people just t- church hop because mm. you're trying to reproduce it's, it's what the, only God can create. It's the same thing that happens in marriages. Same thing. It's, just, it's the same thing. People think because I'm not feeling what I felt when I first saw you. Right. Uh, that right. I've fallen out of love with you and then everybody else starts looking attractive to them. Right. And that's not, that's not maturity. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And we even have to be mature in our relationship with God. Right. That ha- it goes beyond a feeling. Right. You right. know, I feel sorry for, I really feel sorry for all the churches and all the people went to churches 
who their whole relationship with God was based upon a shout and a feel at the church. Mm. That's how they knew how to relate with the yeah. Lord. Yeah. You know, there, there's an old song of the church we used to sing when I was a little boy in the Baptist church. You sing a song that said, Every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. And you know, as I got older and more mature in my relationship with the Lord, I realized you can't wait for a feeling to pray. Prayer got to be a matter of discipline. Right, right. Prayer, Jesus says men ought always to pray. And not, not, not when you feel. And some of us, we, we watch this. You've got to be in a disciplined relationship with the Lord. You praise when you don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. You say thank you when you don't feel like it. Watch this. Now I'm going deeper. Some of y'all can't get this. Sometimes we come to church, we dance when we don't feel like it. That's right. Say, what? I thought every time you dance, you fit. No, no. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're dancing and remind the devil, even though I don't feel like it, God's still good. Even though, even, even though you're trying to oppress me with depression, I'm still going to dance. I will dance. I will praise. I will say thank you. I will say hallelujah. I, Paul said, I will uh, pray in the spirit and pray with my understanding. That means it's an act of my will. I'm not waiting for something to, to come over me. I'm not waiting for, for electricity. I'm not waiting for a, shot, for a shot. It's an act of my will. And when you have a, a relationship with the Lord, certain things you do because he's your father and you're his child. That's it. He's your father. And uh, you, 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 know, you know the show that I watch some, during the day. You think it's, you, you, say it's, you say it's a very boring show. 25 words or less. Okay, it comes on in the mornings. Okay. And, and exciting Meredith Vieira is the host of the show. But today it really moved me. It really moved me because the young lady who won said at the end, they got to give clues within these certain amount of words. And there and the celebrities have to help them guess the clue they get and say the word and they get ten thousand dollars. But on twenty five words left, no one goes home without empty handed, empty handed. So today mm-hmm. you're going to get a. Subscription to Macro House Coffee. Anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> I digress. You did. You but did. Um, this, this young lady ha- happened to be a black young lady. And she, she was from Detroit. Mm-hmm. And they always ask, if you win the money, what are you going to do with the money? And she says, well, my mom has lived in the same house that I grew up in. She said, I'm from Detroit. She says, and if I win this $10,000, I'm going to buy my mom. Uh, I'm going to get my mom a new kitchen, renovate her kitchen. And so everybody clapped. And so when she won, most people, "Ah!" she said, (laughs) and she just started crying. And everybody started crying. She said, I'm finally able to do something for my mother. Oh, it was so, it really, it was so moving. You know, usually everybody, she, she was so excited to win $10,000 so she can do something for her mother. That is awesome. Okay. Some things you do just because he's your father. Mm. Certain things you do for your mother just because she's your mother. There is no rule to say you got to get you, renovate your mama's kitchen. Mm. Mo- uh, if her mama been there all her life, she probably ain't, she probably ain't even thinking about it. 
She probably so used to it. But because of relationship, that's what I'm trying to get you to see. See, we're trying to get you to have relationship with the Lord. So you don't do it because you have to. You do it because you want to. Right, right. I don't give because I have to. But because God's been so good to me and he gave his son for me and he gives me life, health, and strength for me to give back. I want to give back to him. Right, right. Amen. That's relationship. And as you spend time in his presence, you develop relationship. I'm not talking about just praying because you have a need. I'm not talking about doing speed prayers on the way out the door. I'm not talking about just just, just running down your confessions because you want a new car. Mm. Or or, 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 or giving God your list of all the characteristics of the perfect husband that you believe in God to give you. Okay. And hopefully it ain't to replace the current one. That's so good. Okay. That's so good. <laughs> I'm talking about having relationship That's with so the Lord good. because of who he is. Right, right. And, you know, as an intercessor, you know, you're always praying and interceding for people, places, and things. Mm. And so if you're not careful, that's all the type of praying wow. you will do. And mm. you, you can find yourself, if you, if you find yourself, if you're an intercessor and then you, you wrestle yourself with doubt, whether you're knowing God's voice mm. or hearing God's voice, the, the clue is that, you know, the key is that you got to hear, you got to spend that time in the presence of God so you can eradicate your own personal insecurities with your hearing. And you said, well, I'm praying. Sometimes people say, well, I spend a lot of time in mm. prayer. You can spend a lot wow. of time in prayer and not know the voice of God. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that something? You know, I often think about, actually, I was thinking about a couple of things. You know, both of us went to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And um, I never heard a Catholic pray other than Sister Nancy. Mm-hmm. Because traditionally in Catholicism, you were taught to pray right. pre-scripted prayers. Right. Even the rosary. Mm-hmm. Our Father which art in heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hail Mary full of grace. Glory be to the Father. Okay. And so uh, Sister Nancy, the one who put me through school, um, she was our guidance counselor. And, she also, yeah, and so we had a guidance class, I think, in junior and so all the other teachers would say, name Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Well, we would do that. And Sister Nancy would pray. She would pray in a way I had never heard anybody pray. Mm-hmm. She would say, uh, God, uh, we thank you for uh, you know, another day. And, and uh, just be with us in this class and um, help these students to uh, know what you want them to do with their lives and, Make the right choice if you go to college. And, and, I, and I had never heard anyone pray just talking to the Lord. Making the right decision about anything requires us to hear God's direction for our lives. In uncertain times, it's a necessity that we hear God clearly. In this timely series, Bishop Herbert Bailey and Dr. Marsha Bailey break down the importance of hearing God's voice and spending time in his presence. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or go to www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for hearing God's voice. 
As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.